0: Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm.
1: You are listening to Storygram Podcast Network.
0: Media, One Media, where we complete a series and we run into the trees. Is it run into trees? I hope we yeah.
1: run through trees. I don't want to run into a tree.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I am Takeshi. With me, I have Santos. And today, we are going to talk about A Gretzko Season 5. And once again, because our other recording just got... <laughs> yes. That's true. But
1: it's true. We're repeating some of this.
0: (laughs) So already I'm just irritated.
1: Uh (laughs) Because she's mad. There's going to be antics. (laughs) He's a Gretzko. Oh, my God. You need your own metal song about this.
0: Yeah, right. When
1: your computer crashes. When your hard drive lies to you about its face.
0: Yeah. When everything overheats. Everything overheats.
1: You need to open this up with, like, a nice, strong metal song, please. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: So, if you want to catch up, we're not going to give a lot of deets, because we've already talked about this for at least three episodes. You could go to our previous episodes, which is episode 19, the Christmas special is 40, and then 42 is season 4. And... It seems like there's a lot of retconning here in makeup for season four because according to the popular reviews, like, Every season got pretty much 100 or high 90s, except for season four. What was their number? Season four got like 64%.
1: Oh, so we were really on par with that. Because if you listen to that episode, we were (laughs) disappointed. (laughs) We were not happy. Yeah,
0: we were pretty upset with it. I didn't like the direction it was going. It just, and I don't really know if it's because the way they're treating the whole entire staff. And it seemed like they're kind of disrespecting the characters. And maybe that's true. That's what they're supposed to do but I just took it too personal.
1: It's spun in a way we did not like.
0: There is no metal...
1: Yeah, we were in agreement with the popular opinion. And the Christmas episode was flat and not Christmassy. So I just remember that. Like, I just felt like they really dropped the ball on
0: Christmas. It was a definite precursor to season four in the direction that they were going to go. So
1: we were brave and we were like, you know what? We're going to watch season five anyways, because we liked so many other seasons. And I mean, I still love Aggretsuko. Like, I I do. Like, very special place in my heart. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the first three seasons, especially the first one or two, are amazing. They're like so good. And yeah, we did decide to watch the very last final season, which I just found out today, even though I took the notes. (laughs) I
1: know, it's in here, it says season five is the fifth and final season, which makes it a little sad, even though I'm glad because I don't want it to like just get worse. Like, you know what I mean? Like keeps going on too long. And so maybe it's good to wrap it up.
0: Yeah, you could only kick a dead horse so many times.
1: (laughs) The only so he has the same gag. And this is on Netflix, and it says it was released February 16th, 2023.
0: Yes, I guess it was announced at the end of the final episode of season four, Rendezvous. Rendezvous? Oh, is that Randy?
1: It's French. You don't. I can't look, it, I can't look yeah. at it and say it. I have to look away because <laughs> there's all these letters that we don't pronounce. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it says in there <laughs> that we're going to have one more episode. This isn't over yet, pretty much. And which is pretty good. I Like I said, maybe I didn't say this, but it seems like there was a lot of retconning and makeup in this season where like there are like. Well, we know we f***ed up. We're going to try to make you like these characters again. So it starts very different. Like, I didn't know how exactly that they were going to be able to make up. I thought that they were just going to start over and it was just be Let's go and hell again and corporate hell or something along that line. I didn't have much faith in it at all.
1: I definitely went in with low expectations. I didn't even try to remember like what how is this even gonna go so we went in with like not get too excited
0: (laughs) yeah try to not be excited at all so the way they did some of this retconning is that they decided to focus on Haida because he kind of came out like this heel in a way at the end and spoiler city so it starts with him, and I guess what happens at the end of season four, which I don't go over, is that he ends up quitting the company. And just to save face, I've done that before. I've quit some places and to save face for the company. And because he got in trouble for cooking the books, it was the power and, you know, ambition too. It wasn't just that, like, he didn't care about it or whatever or he all he was trying to do is get really powerful and move up the corporate ladder he really was excited about being the head of the accounting firm and so he gets pretty depressed and what do you do when you quit your job or whatever i've done it a couple times at least two or three times you kind of lie around either watch tv Nonstop, or the second thing is you just sit around and you play f- video games all the time, <laughs> and I've been in both positions before.
1: <laughs> what game was Haida playing though?
0: it was called aggressive heroes
1: aggressive heroes,
0: yes, <laughs> <laughs> so he got stuck playing aggressive heroes and he ends up making a really, really good friend, which we'll get into a little bit later. And he ends up doing all these quests and raids with this person.
1: But it costs money. Some of it does, right?
0: Yes. There's Japan started this stupid thing. It's called gotchas. They were talking about doing a pull. And that's where you hit this button and you'll get the better... Move, or you'll be able to like get a random thing, but the more money you spend, or the money that you do spend, you'll have a higher chance instead of like one in a million, you'll have one in 500,000 chance of getting this one weapon. And sometimes oh. he would actually pay just to do certain moves, too. So that's very common in Japan. I know it's come over here, too.
1: Okay, so that's why. I didn't know Haida's, anything about Haida's, like, background really. And so he's in this apartment that's actually funded by his family. And, okay, that makes sense now. Why Retzko was trying to put her foot down about stuff. Because he was spending money on these video A lot games. of money. Yeah.
0: I don't think she really knew the extent that his... But
1: she did a little bit. Because I think Feneco and her and Haida were at it. It came up, so I think that's why they were like, "Oh no, he's not looking for work. He's playing video games and he's spending money."
0: And there's also a, a term for or a saying for people who just start shut-ins over in Japan too. I can't remember the name of it though anymore. and they're there's, just like video there's game shut-ins. There's shut-ins that don't ever leave the house. And oh God, it's called like a idiki mori or something. I can't remember anymore. Hmm. There's a series about it. I thought it was really depressing, but my friend who is kind of like, he plays a lot of video games and doesn't really see the outside world like normal people do, maybe. He just thought it was funny. (laughs) This is really depressing. (laughs) Don't you see this?
1: No, Um, You're saying Hyde is in a depression because, you know, he left his job. Jobs are your identity. A lot of times you identify a lot with your work and he definitely did. And
0: your work family. Yeah, his yeah, work definitely.
1: family. That's yeah, he was there for a long time. So he's kind of in a, in a dark place. And then what happens?
0: His brother calls and says, he need to get the out of that apartment. <laughs> his
1: brother's mean.
0: We got one month to get out. Yeah, we, and then what did we?
1: We learned that his dad and his brother, like that, Hyde is kind of like not the favorite in the family. He's the black sheep.
0: Yeah, there's definitely like there always has to be a black sheep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and during that time, go she kind of gets caught up in this whole entire thing with the rest of her work family. That Hyde is doing nothing, and she needs to put her foot down. And they take her through all these weird workshops and it was Fedico who really led the march on. Because that they one.
1: didn't see him having any motivation. But they all he didn't share also what was going on for him. Like he wasn't being emotionally open with Retzko and or even just factually open about his living situation.
0: Totally. No, I agree. I mean there was a yeah. lot of so
1: there's a lot of miscommunication happening at the beginning of this season. And Retzko like it's like we're done until you get a job.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to see you until we get a job. So he gets the whole entire thing where he gets evicted. And then, oh, yeah, he spent a whole ton of money just to get this one stupid sword. Like he spent all night. It is gambling Mm -hmm. because it's just this random thing. And he kept on spending money and spending money. And he finally got it. But he didn't know how much money he spent. And well, it turns out he lost a lot of money. (laughs) So when he got kicked out, he was pissed poor. he
1: reached out to one person or two people, one person, one of the, the work guy.
0: Yeah. One of the work guys. I can't remember his name. I don't think I put it in. He was like a psycho.
1: Everyone will know. He's like the younger one. That was like an intern. That was like crazy. He reached out to him. He's like, Oh, can I crash at your place? And he's like, no.
0: (laughs) Right. So he ends up going to an internet cafe. And he ends up renting the space eight hours at a time or like for not that much. Yeah.
1: So that's I was going to ask. So it's like little cubicles. So you don't have like a top on your, your room. So you're basically just sleeping in a cubicle, like sitting up. It's not very comfortable. It's not meant to be lived in. So, But people are living there.
0: Yeah. You get like a two space version of it where you could lie down. So he ends up texting his friend that he plays video games with all the time. And the person's like, Well, where are you? Oh, yeah, an internet cafe. What cafe? This one over here. I can't remember the name of the internet cafe. And so he's like, What number? He's like, why would you ask what number? He's like one eleven or something. And all of a sudden, two seconds later, he gets a knock. And so the funny thing is, he finds out that the person he's been playing like this game with for like twenty hours at a time or whatever is a girl.
1: Yeah, like a young girl. What is she? <laughs> yeah. Like a little She's
0: twenty one, yeah. Purple skunk.
1: How do you say her name? Shik
0: Shikabane? Sh- yeah. Does that sound right? We, we could we could we could put it in there. <laughs>
1: Let's
0: make sure we're not butchering too much. Hold on here. Uh, Google Translate. Oh, here we go. Shikabane.
1: Shikabane. I don't think she either sounds it. like what they said in the show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> and she pretty much helps him out and gets him a job working construction. I can't remember the other guy's name. I tried.
1: Yeah, there was another character who worked construction and also was kind of like living there she shows them the ropes of living in the internet and cafe lifestyle, but it's, it's hard because you don't make that much money and you're paying a lot of expenses out. So, you know, like he shows the math on it. Like he's going to be there for a while.
0: Yeah. I think it was like, he makes like about 9,000 yen a day or something like that. Most
1: of it goes to like the cafe.
0: Yeah. Three thousand yen goes to the internet cafe and all this other stuff, and so he ends up staying with Shikabane or Shikbane, mm-hmm. and they rent out a little cubicle together so he could actually sleep because but the time he was there, he wasn't really sleeping well, no, at all.
1: And this whole time, Reds goes texting him, "How are you doing?" Good luck today. Like, so when I said, I didn't say, right, she didn't say like they are over. Just I'm not going to, like you said, Takeshi, I'm not going to see you. Like, I'm kind of cutting you off in certain ways. But she was still being very supportive of his job searching, which I think he, was he doing some job searching during the day or at night or something? He
0: was trying to, but but. he's
1: so tired from like his construction job and not be having a real place to sleep.
0: He didn't have a real address.
1: Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, like when he was applying for places, he realized, I can't say, I don't have anywhere, an address, and he didn't want to use his parents'
0: address. There's that story, and then eventually, they all find out what's going on. Miss
1: Fenico is going to like stalk and figure it out, right? Didn't she kind of do a plan?
0: Yeah, she came up with a plan, and she actually found out the game that he was playing and the server that he was on. (laughs) And then, because they were
1: worried that he was cheating on Retsko,
0: yeah, and she went under Felicia or something instead of Feneco. I can't remember. (laughs) Yeah,
1: then she started playing the game. It was so obvious. And then that was it. Was really silly. So they show up at the internet cafe and confront Haida.
0: Yeah, and it was in kind of in a lame way, and it was like they all sang death metal together, and I was just like, this is dumb.
1: <laughs> I didn't think of this it that way. This is really
0: angering me um, that they're, they're shoehorning this in again.
1: Oh, that's because I just remember they were like, oh, let's all meet at this cafe, a different, like an actual cafe, Fenico being a pretend, right, like to set them up to see who was there, and then... Yeah, they followed him back to the internet cafe and found him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then when they found him, they dragged him to the karaoke place and then they started singing death metal to him.
1: Yeah, because they're so mad at him. Everyone was so mad that he didn't tell them that he was struggling, that he lied. So they were pretty mad.
0: I don't know. I just thought that was dumb. It didn't feel. I I didn't like it. It didn't feel right. I was like, oh boy, they're up the, the death metal part again. And then so Retzko takes him in.
1: She does. She's quite generous. So she decides, you know what? Just well.
0: And the problem was is when he was also trying to find a job, he tells them what happened. And so they end up going, Ah, ha, ha, we're not gonna hire you, but they give it like a formal letter. And he got the same exact formal letter about how he can't be hired because of like how he quit and in- what actually happened and everything. So he's basically, he can't make it in the accounting world ever again.
1: No, you're right. And I just want to put in here that isn't at some point tone gives him a little bit of a pep talk.
0: Yeah. And he, like tone actually, he became one of the best characters throughout the whole entire series because he gave them really actually good advice
1: you know what my favorite line of tone though was he's like putting man into i'm putting man back into manager It is it's not laughing i was like he's such a jerk yeah he's he so still loud. Has he these, got like uh... a big tv there's some funny scenes with tone in the break room with the big tv and everything and being very loud and annoying so he's he has definitely stayed as a like really funny and
0: he still is really funny, but like when there is some direction that is needed with the younger employees, he does give actual valid he advice. He did, and he
1: did direct Haida in the towards IT work because he's like, "You're so smart. You were able to do things even with your, you know, non formal education that we still use to this day." And so, it kind of puts Haida on track to like study. For like, write like an IT track or something. Programming. Programming, yeah. yeah. Study
0: for programming. And then he gets some advice from Tanado, which was the kind of like the tech guy that Retzko dated two seasons back.
1: Yes, the rich guy.
0: Yeah, and he's like, well, I like your code. It's very elegant and just keep doing what you're doing. And so they kind of had this friendship because of that too.
1: Yeah. So he is getting on the right path. So then this, so you're like, where's this going? So where is it going? Is it highlights the fact that Haida's dad is in the government and the government is, there's going to be a big election and um, things are shifting. And Haida's the oldest son, but he did not follow in his dad's footsteps. And that's why he's kind of the outcast kid, but his younger brother, who's pretty ruthless is going to try to take his dad's place in that government role right
0: because it's usually like once someone steps down and the government it's one of their relatives or one of their sons that will step in always it's like kind of like a legacy
1: yeah right? you see that here too yeah. <laughs> yeah. so they're <laughs> groomed so there's this election talk going on you hear about it through this season so then it starts coming into the forefront. But it also just like Ruts goes in Haida's relationship. They're living together now. She's happy at first and then all of a sudden they're like just wait a month and then she starts getting annoyed because he's got socks everywhere and <laughs> he's not keeping up the house and he's not finding work and so then she kind of has to...
0: This uh, Washimi and director Gori mm-hmm. told him, just wait a month you'll see what happens exactly
1: <laughs> so they're they're working out a couple stuff but also just the formality of like living together is a big deal and they didn't talk to their families about it they're kind of hiding it so there's that subplot too of Retzko's mom and dad like deciding if they want to accept hide or not and
0: i love the script that they were trying to go by and hide is like no i can't do it yeah. I cannot do this. he's like i'm a f- up. I, I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. But I'm working on making things better. And-
1: exactly. Hide is so honest. And so that is a good quality because Retsuko is like, just lie and say you have a job still and just look good to my family. And he's like, no, I'm just going to be honest. So I like it because the dad is very sweet and has no temper, supposedly. But he's just very like passive aggressive. So when he took a picture of everybody, he cut Hide out <laughs> he showed his disapproval so then she was kind of like well I should meet your family I think he was summoned but then she said oh I should go and meet them too right
0: he was summoned yeah because his brother was going to run
1: oh yeah and they wanted him to like stay in line and not cause any ruckus or whatever
0: because he caused a bunch of ruckus before when he was in a punk rock band it was so funny because he's like, are you sure you really want to do this? I don't think you really want to meet my family. She's like, no, I should meet the family. And then when he like sees the house and like feels the tension, she's like, probably should have been here. Yeah, <laughs>
1: like, get out of here. <laughs> And the, the mom's kind of pleasant. The dad's not. The brother's not very pleasant. They just want to talk to Haida. They don't really want to talk to Retsuko. They think she's just some... Um,
0: some thought, pretty much.
1: Pumpkin. Like, they don't think she's smart or anything. Like, they don't really give much credit. And they're, like, just basically, like, trying to pay him off to be, like, quiet and just stay in line. And then, how does it even happen? This is a weird season. I liked it better than the last one, but it is kind of strangely written. Because it's, like, all of a sudden, there's this right. guy who's looking for Ratsko, who's at her x bands meet meet-and-greet.
0: So we, we could go into that part, too. So Haida's brother's his name is Hiro or Jiro. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put it J-I-R-O. So the way that all works out is there, like, yeah, there's a meet-and-greet, and this guy named Akari approaches one of her bandmates, and I think it was Monaka. I think so. And they thought she was just some strange... Uh, he was just some strange uh, stalker. Yeah, like a creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he gets the shit kicked out of him a couple times. And then that's where they find out that he is in this political party called Rage. And he's the only member because the, the other ones just don't have enough energy because um, politics here for older people, and he's trying to get younger people into it, which is... Pretty funny because that's kind of similar to what way our politics are.
1: Right? Always. It's, always. it's probably always like that. So he's looking for Redsko because he wants a uh, Gretzko to be kind of the face of the party. Yes.
0: And at first, she doesn't want to do it, but she actually likes to perform. And so she pretty much gets forced into it.
1: Yeah, it is. This is where I kind of get a little bit like the forced feeling you're feeling about this season I enjoyed watching it but as we talk about it I'm like it wasn't that written because it does feel kind of shoehorned I think you said that before where it's like all of a sudden it's like Oh, we want her. And she's like, no, no, no. Well, and then, at
0: least it was being used for a reason, like the party of rage. And he's trying to get all true where it was definitely a horned in season four. And in but
1: those. what's strange is that she would do it knowing it's the same district. Hyda's brother is.
0: Yeah. Against. And it eventually got to like this guy. We're going to run against him and we're going to win because this guy is a prick anyway
1: yeah and that guy, the rich tech guy, he bought the internet cafe
0: That's right.
1: He thought it was great. He's like, oh i use, I only need this much space <laughs> so efficient. I don't know. so they used that as her headquarters for her campaign.
0: yeah, and so that was a pretty interesting plot because you actually do kind of learn about like what the politics are like in their world, uh, Japan pretty much, and how Different it is comparatively to, to here, but yet somewhat similar because it seemed like she was getting popularity and a lot of people were really into her when she was doing the Gretzko kind of a thing. There's a funny twist where the father calls Hero and goes, Hey, you need to win this. You got to make sure that you actually win this. And so you got to do what's right for us or something. He's like, okay, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. And that's where he pretty much cooked the books or rigged the election. Eero did? That's what it meant.
1: What did he say, though? He made some big declaration about like what he was going to do that turned the tide of the voters, too, I thought.
0: Oh, God. He, he said something really stupid where everybody was just like, what? It yeah. was like... People over 65 aren't going to be allowed to vote or something stupid like that.
1: It was weird. Anyways, it was confusing to me. So I know I'm like
0: kind of just brushing over it because it was such a weird, but it, it was definitely like that's how he cooked the books or like how he rigged the audience. I
1: didn't really. Because
0: at that. first, you think that he set it up where someone's going to back into their headquarters. He didn't yeah, do that. And almost,
1: and yeah, an injured Yeah, he didn't
0: do that. What he did was that he he rigged the election.
1: Oh, I didn't really. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway,
0: so that's pretty much everything in a gist. She loses. Hero wins.
1: But there is this thing that is highlighted: is that there are people struggling and not feeling connected to um, life that are young like his friend from the cafe Shikabane and so that's I guess kind of the next generation because she takes her to the karaoke place right to Mm -hmm. sing together Sounds anticlimactic. Uh, I don't know. I
0: kind of <laughs> liked it. I, I, I liked the way it ended and I thought it was good. Me too. And it seemed like everybody was kind of...
1: I feel like I'm describing it in a way where I'm like, does that sound interesting? Everyone should watch this. It's better than the last season. And it's there's some pretty good laughs along the way.
0: Definitely. And I, there was something really funny that... Okay, so I always forget about how Goofy... They changed the names of like big companies. Like one of them was Zoogle instead of Google... Yeah, and there was another one. There was like a zoo, something else, and I can't remember. Like it was like Zoo Bucks instead of Starbucks, or Mm -hmm. ah, it was killing me because it was so funny. And I do like this series. I thought it was really good, and everybody should go see it. And
1: yeah, watch all of them if you've not watched any of them. Which would be weird to listen to this one and not have watched any of them.
0: Right, totally. Highly recommended. Go see it. I guess we'll. Take a break and come back or something? Yeah. All right. We'll be right back.
1: Storygram Network.
0: Hello. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm your host, Takeshi. And with me, I have Santos. And we take two pieces of media and we take a deep dive on them. Kind of. We just talk about it.
1: Kind of. Hi, my name is Laura Lee. And this is, It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about?
0: It's the intersection of possibility, where what-ifs and why-nots collide. Some on the cutting edge, others on the cutting room floor. It's a place I like to call, The Bleed. Oh, God! You know, they made this stupid feature now that once you <laughs> hit record, you're not allowed to minimize the window and like have this little tiny window in the corner of your screen. Why? I don't know. It just, they don't let you do it anymore. It, like oh. whenever I hit minimize, it says you're unable to do it. You can only make it full screen or regular, regular screen. You can't. It doesn't come out as a small window anymore. How annoying is that? Okay.
1: Anyway. Ready? Go ahead. Four, three, you should add that, two, (laughs) one.
0: And we are back and we're going to talk about Zoe Keating into the trees. This is kind of a hard one to find information on, even though I did find some information. A little bit, but not a lot. Okay, so Into the Trees was released in 2010, and I actually found out through a website that she worked with a video person. His name is Robert Hodgen, and he actually made videos when she would perform live, and they would sync up pretty much to her music. It's pretty interesting. And he has a whole entire like blog about it and like what each video was. And it's all based on like, I guess, like where she lives in Northern California.
1: Oh, so she is based in Northern California. And then these videos, is it kind of like a music video? Like, or just her live videos?
0: It's pretty much her live videos that she'd play it like behind the background when she was playing live.
1: Oh. Oh, cool! It was so, really, her, really like, cool. live performances included these videos. Yeah. Okay, I'm understanding it now.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. I... <laughs> it's been a long night.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that? Is it just like you guys know? It was a long night for Skashi. This is the afternoon, though. He has not recovered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's so
0: good. <laughs> but also, trying to find the information on this was so tough. There was like information but not really information on it. Like if you mm-hmm. look on the, on the wiki, it just says it was released in 2010. So if you dig deeper, you find out that like there's this one guy that she worked with, which I told you about, and then it was mixed and mastered by the count, real name Michael Eldridge. He's worked on a couple different things, but that's all I know. And the photography was done by Jerry dodrill and Jeffrey Rusk. She's been a professional musician for quite some time. I guess she sat in with Rasputina from 2002 to 2006.
1: You think we saw her? No. Why?
0: That wasn't the era when we saw them. We saw them with Sarah Bowman.
1: I haven't known you since like 2001.
0: <laughs> well, I know, but we started seeing Rasputina in like... Not
1: that far out.
0: Yeah, about two thousand After 2006,
1: we never saw her. Because I graduated nope. Mills in 2005. Yeah,
0: so we saw them maybe a few years later after we started making a little bit more money.
1: <laughs> I it's yeah. hard to believe. Yeah, we, we saw them mostly them with like Sarah Bowman.
0: No, we didn't see when. What... Yeah, yeah.
1: What were we doing? I guess just house parties or something. House okay.
0: parties. And we <laughs> saw the cure and a couple other things.
1: Rude. Okay. So you missed her.
0: We missed her. You know, and I'll admit, like, I always get her mixed up with Unwoman. I don't know why.
1: they have redheads, maybe. Are they both redheads?
0: I don't know. Do they both have dreads, maybe at one point? Maybe. I know. She also sat in with Rasputina too, but maybe I was reading a similar blog. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, let's, let's walk back. But she has They're done, both Bay Area too. Yes, they're both Bay Area. You know woman a little bit better. From dance. From yeah. Dance. Okay. Yeah,
1: there's a similarity. There's some I
0: similarities in well, there. Well, it's
1: hard. It's, there's not a lot of women like celloists... You know, like, so you start being like, okay, <laughs>
0: it's like mixing it up. Okay, so Zoe, which is kind of funny too, because I always feel like I have some weird connection with Zoe's. Because at one point, my mom and dad, when they were in their 20s before they had kids, they wanted to have two kids and they wanted to name my sister Franny and me Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> because after a book, from that book, yeah, from the book.
1: So funny! I know. They didn't stick with it. I
0: wish they would have. I think I would have been a good Zoey.:
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but oh well.
1: Oh wow. <laughs> they <Anyway>. went traditional.
0: <laughs> they went traditional, but I still think that's funny, and I always feel like my secret. And name your
1: sister's is. not Franny.
0: No, she's not Franny.
1: Because once you have a baby, they were like, let's be responsible and name them
0: real
1: real names.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. So anyway, one letter off, I always think, oh, yeah, Zoe, that's cool. Aw, that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) So she has quite a career. Looking through her accolades, it's pretty impressive of what she's done. She has done quite a few soundtracks playing cello from Breaking Bad to Manhattan. It seems like that's what she's mostly been focusing on and she's done some dance works and she's worked with Rasputina and Kurt Smith and like she's done quite a bit and she only has at this moment two EPs and two albums. And the latest one is called Snowmelt. I haven't checked it out yet. I kind of want to now. But yeah, uh,
1: I do. Okay, so I'm just saying like the Rasputinas frustration plantation
0: yeah
1: a radical recital
0: right maybe we did see him during this time yeah
1: and in your notes you even found that said that she's done a lot of scores for tv yeah you were saying that well anyways i like elementary i was like oh because you know there's something very familiar to her music i heard one song and i was like what is this and then i was like Oh, she must have been in Raspitina because there's a sound to this album that we listened to that there was just a sound to it that I was like, and I know it's cello, but there's some vibe where I was like, this sounds like she would have worked with Raspitina.
0: There is a definite vibe to her music and at times I always feel like, when is Mel going to start singing?
1: Yeah.
0: And it's not like a cut down or or anything like that. I just
1: think, oh, she obviously collaborated with Moira. Like it's like that there's this essence there. I'm like, okay. And then when you were saying like, oh, all the TV and movies, I'm like, oh, is that why also maybe she's just in my subconscious because I've watched these things and um, her music was in it.
0: So She's done cello work for Breaking Bad as part of the theme for the David Porter thing and Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched, say, like the Better Call Sauls or Breaking Bad?
1: No, oh, I God. didn't watch any Breaking Bad. So I didn't mm-hmm. like the promise. Oh, it's so disgusting. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to get into this. That's why I was like, oh, but I did watch Elementary. <laughs> yeah, Elementary
0: <laughs> is a Sherlock Holmes thing, right? Yes, yeah, it's, okay, so okay. fun.
1: And so you think you can dance? So I'm like, oh, I probably definitely have heard some of her music. Yeah. We all have. All of you, everyone listening, you've heard her music. You've <laughs> heard Look, her work. You've, It's been somewhere in the background. But this album, was there any other information about this particular album?
0: Every time I tried to find something about the album, it would just direct to her band camp. And then the information was gone. Mm -hmm. And the only information I found was about that visuals thing I was telling you about, which probably didn't make much sense.
1: (laughs) We should have the link to that guy's blog. I want to see what he says about it.
0: Yeah, there's a cool blog about it. Do you see it there? It's an audiovisual project.
1: Yeah, yeah i so, really look at that. Yeah, it's there. Cool. Maybe you could
0: gather a little bit out of it. And, but he gives descriptions of like the songs and like what their idea was. And it's really, really cool. And so when you look through, say, YouTube, you'll see some images and videos. Yeah. But it looks really, really super cool.
1: It does. She's also like a multimedia collaborator.
0: Yeah. So, about the album, like I said, like listening to it, I always feel like, okay, when's Mel going to start singing or Melora? But some of the songs are about six minutes long. And so it just kind of gets deeper. Like it starts off like kind of small and then it gets bigger and bigger. In a way, with different like cello tracks, I dig it a lot. And it feels like it's just like an atmosphere or a soundtrack to something which I don't know where it came from exactly.
1: Yes, it is like a, what, listening to a soundtrack, like a really amazing, subtle soundtrack that's so um, cohesive. There's something very cohesive. It's so cohesive, it's hard to be like, I like that song because it blends together in a really beautiful way.
0: That's like the biggest problem. Like I like it as a whole, but it's like hard to take just one song out of it and go, okay, I like this song only because it's this whole entire experience in a way.
1: Yeah. So I bet watching it with the videos this person made was probably really amazing experience.
0: Yeah. And I do kind of wish that she would have released. Maybe she did. Uh, Let me look on YouTube that she would have released the album on YouTube with the videos synced together, which I have a feeling she didn't. Let me just look really
1: quick. But yeah, that would be really great. Yeah, and th- I like an album that you can't pick a song out sometimes because then it's like you just have something you get to listen to like in in its entirety. Like it's nice when you're not worried about having to skip something or you only like one song (laughs) or whatever. It's like so I just really liked it. It's like, oh, this is really good.
0: Yeah. Well, of course she didn't. And there's only three videos (laughs) on our YouTube.
1: <laughs> Ooh, maybe we should write her it <laughs> to like when we post this we'll be like please release a full video version of your album <laughs>
0: yeah I mean people would check it out and I bet you they'd trip out over it because it seems like a really cool idea and from the live footage I've seen it was neat but they only took like 15 seconds of it at a time and so you don't get the full experience of it all
1: yeah, I know, and I like that idea.
0: Yeah, so that's a little sad that it's kind of lost into nothingness in a way. Also, her Bandcamp—you could buy her whole entire discography for thirteen bucks, and I wow. think that's uh, worth it if you don't. Generous. Want it. Yeah, and the money <laughs> does go to her; it doesn't just go to Spotify and go nowhere. I believe it was either her or Unwoman. Once again, I have a document that they released and it showed how much they made throughout the year or after releasing an album. And it's like not that much because they're like talking about this is how much you make from Spotify. This is how much you make from...
1: Oh, like the actual breakdown. I think you have it.
0: Am I I right? No, I don't.
1: Well, she did something related to like iTunes revenue. So I did like an op ed for the LA Times
0: about it. So Zoe did that, right? Yeah. Okay. So I was right about that. (laughs) (laughs) And that really broke the internet to tell you the truth.
1: Well, it's nice to see, like have some transparency on it of like, where is this going? Yeah.
0: She's like, musicians don't make that much.
1: It's too bad. Yeah.
0: And I hear about like how, I mean, yes, the genre is not like as popular or anymore, but I've been hearing like heavy metal musicians having to cancel their tour because now it's too expensive
1: to do tours. Yeah.
0: And that's how they used to be able to make a lot of their money.
1: That's where most of the money I thought came from. Not anymore. Unless you're Taylor Swift. She's cleaning up on that tour, right? She's making so much money. But a lot of it's because she's held, I think, rights on the merchandising.
0: Well, okay. That's a whole entire other thing. Like the (laughs) reason why the tickets are so much is because Ticketmaster wants a huge percentage of it. And so the problem is, is that everything is under Ticketmaster nowadays. Even, like, the venues and everything and, like...
1: Like a monopoly. Didn't they try to break that up recently?
0: That's not going to happen. During the Obama era, they let Ticketmaster and as a, a first... I can't remember the, the other company's name. They merged together. And they're like, oh, we'd never make a monopoly of it. Uh, now, nah, of course they did. Yeah. And now <laughs> we're stuck is. in this position that we're in right now as we speak in... Go team. I mean, it's <laughs> such a given. Like, the two hugest, like, ticket distributors d- would do something like this. So, it's pretty sh- to say the least. Anyway, so she was very upfront about that. And it's pretty cool that she would do that. You know, the, the Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. A lot of those bands don't get paid. Really? Not really, because they pretty much make their money off of, like, say, T shirt sales, but they have to pay for the bus.
1: Oh, it's exposure or something? It's just
0: exposure, especially a lot of the smaller bands because, like, there's playing at venues that have, like, not just, they're playing at venues that, like, are at least 10,000 people.
1: Yeah. So, such a ripoff. It's such
0: a racket, is what it is. It is
1: is a racket.
0: I, I feel bad for musicians and a lot of people at the time, they on Metallica because. They are trying to like make Napster stop doing what they're doing because they knew that they were going to be losing money and it's going to kill the music industry. And that was a huge revenue of their money. And they're like, well, whatever. Metallica has their bag already. Who do they care about and everything? And now it's just like musicians don't make them a lot of money.
1: That's what they were saying. That's like why we're in this new, scarier era of AI moving in on all the artists' work. So
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, Carol on Tuesday is right around the corner.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. We should re- <laughs> should rewatch that. I have that on my board right now. Carol on Tuesday. That was good. Might have to rewatch yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Give it five years.
1: Yeah. Unless the writer's strike helps set some precedent against using AI for artists' work. No. That's what they're doing. That's in their contract. So it's like they're setting a precedent, but they're still striking. So hopefully they make some moves. Yeah. Ah, arts, technology, (laughs) money, capitalism. This is the, (laughs) what's going on. But please listen to this album because you will feel like you are in nature. Yeah, it truly definitely. is. You feel like you're in the forest. It feels beautiful and magical, and it's it's like very like harmonious, but not boring. When I say that, it's not boring in any way, shape, or form. It's just really nice.
0: Is there any? I mean, I know I said I can't really pick a song, and it's hard for me to just to pick one song out of it. I know it sounds stupid, but is there any song in is particular? There any, yeah, <laughs> well, I do really like how it
1: opens, and then I do think I like Optimist. Optimist. I think, and it's actually on there twice.
0: There's a live version of it.
1: Yeah, but I actually do think I like that one. The live version? No, I don't know which... I don't know if I like the live... I couldn't tell (laughs) the difference. I didn't listen to them side by side. I don't hear a strong difference between the recordings. You might.
0: That was awesome.
1: It's a good one.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. That's a good song to kind of
1: play. Right, with. like the album's like rich and it just feels good. So, and if you're a fan of Rasputina, then you like cello, so you'll like this. <laughs> I love a cello, so.
0: Something about it always sounds like very haunting, uh, mm-hmm. even more to me versus like, say, a, a violin or.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a nice in between of the, upright bass and the violin like mm-hmm. it's like that depth
1: to it and richness and emotion so i don't know i hope people listen to it and i because i was like oh i can listen to this when i do yoga in the morning like it has like a nice vibe
0: no i can't <laughs> can listen to it in the morning i can't just have it in the background unfortunately oh.
1: I have to like, listen <laughs> to it i can't <laughs>
0: Actually, so lucky.
1: But it feels not so <laughs> relaxing either. Like, it's, it has a nice energy to it where it doesn't make you sleepy or anything. So, it keeps your attention. Like, I guess you're saying, you could just actually listen to it.
0: Anyway, highly recommended. You should check it out. I hope we did a good job talking about this because it was hard to find information on it. Sorry, Zoe, if I didn't. Yeah, reach out. <laughs> Give us more info. <laughs> I tried. Anyway, so... You can find me at all social medias under Glitch Unicorn.
1: And you can find me on some social medias like Instagram at Santos. You can find me on Spotify and see what I'm up to there. I still don't know how to use it as like a thing, (laughs) like, you know, a shared
0: thing. It would be kind of cool if they would use it properly well
1: because i do make playlists i mean playlists of like our top choices and right that sort of thing too so
0: yeah you'd have to share your profile on something or another
1: okay
0: <laughs> anyway <laughs> we'll talk to you later